when you get ready to start a business or to start a goal, you need to do something that's going to light you up because you're not always going to be motivated to keep going. And then you have to rely on your grit and your perseverance and, you know, digging deep within and showing up even when you don't want to show up. And that's a lot easier to do when your goal aligns with those core values that you have. Hello, and welcome to the Hardy Homemaker Podcast. My name is Brianne, your new mom BFF. I'm a wife, mom of two, homemaker, and faith-based entrepreneur, passionate about helping mamas beat the overwhelm and find balance in their everyday lives. After years of struggling with depression and being consumed in new age spirituality, Jesus radically saved me and gave me a new purpose in embracing the role as a mother, wife, and homemaker. Homemaking is so much more than cooking and having a tidy house. It's creating a beautiful, safe, and loving home that sets the foundation for your family to grow. On this podcast, you can expect to hear canned conversations about faith, family, stewarding your home, and sprinkling in some business topics. This podcast is for the homemakers ready and excited to create a beautiful home, not only for our families, but also for our lives. If that's you, you are definitely in the right place. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Hardy Homemaker Podcast. My name is Brianne and I am so excited you are here today. On today's episode, I brought on a friend of mine, a new friend. Her name is Marissa Rader. Marissa is a farm wife, a mom, and business owner. She has three young girls with her husband, Trent. When she's not coaching women to build her dream life, she is living hers. Marissa is a life coach, and she uses her previous teaching skills to meet women exactly where they are and create the biggest transformation they can. On this episode, we talk a lot about goal setting and what steps does it take to set a goal, like starting a business, for instance. One of my favorite parts about this episode is when she breaks down her signature VIP method. Y'all, this episode is super, super good. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode with Marissa. Hi, Marissa. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. Now, for those who don't know you, how would you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little about yourself and your testimony? Absolutely. So I am Marissa Rader. I am a life coach for busy women and entrepreneurs, and I am a farm wife. I live in the middle of nowhere, Iowa. We were talking about that before we started recording. I have three girls. They are three, six, and seven. So we are just kind of busy all the time. And I'm just excited to be here and talk to other moms about all the things that are going through their minds right now. (laughs) Quite literally. It is like, I feel like with the world right now, it can just be so chaotic, you know? And then not to mention, then we have to come home to our kids and then try to like put on a good face as if there's nothing going on like crazy in the world. Oh, yes, absolutely. And then you're trying to do all the other things on top of it that are required of just humans in general. And (laughs) it gets it gets chaotic. Absolutely. So how exactly did you like get into like life coaching? That's a great question. So I am a former teacher. I taught kindergarten and first grade for almost a decade. And during the pandemic, as that was 
going. Um, I had started my own business actually while I was in the classroom, back up a little bit. I was selling teaching resources online um, through a website to other teachers. And I eventually wanted to leave the classroom and do that full time. Then 2020 hits and I was teaching kindergarten from my kitchen table. And that was like the most insane thing that I was ill prepared for as a teacher. And uh, I started really focusing on teacher mental health and coaching teachers and helping them survive the year and how do we build habits and routines and separate being a teacher at home and living at home and teaching your kids while you're home. Like it was like this whole crazy scenario for us where we were trying to do our job, trying to raise our kids. There was no daycares. There was no help. You know, at least for me, my husband wasn't even at home during quarantine with me because we farm. That wasn't an option. (laughs) And so I started working with, um, teachers on those kind of things. And uh, my district really did not like that I was talking about those things because they were getting phone calls when, cause in Iowa, we never shut down and we did for that initial part. But when the school year was ready to start again, we were going back and I wanted to make sure that teachers were not getting bombarded with a bunch of extra duties that were going to make an already really tough job, nearly impossible to do. And so they started getting phone calls wondering, you know, what are you doing for the teachers going back? They got 30 phone calls. And after the 30th phone call, they um, told me that I could choose running my business or I could choose working for them, but I could not do both because they had a board policy that dictates our secondary employment, that they get a say in where else we work as an employee of theirs. And they did not feel like my business aligned with their school and what they wanted. I'm like, teacher mental health does not align with your school. Okay, super. That's fantastic. So three weeks before school started, I walked out after the meeting, went to my car, called my husband and said, I just quit my job. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And so it was then that I was like, okay, I have this business. And you know, I had a five-year plan. We were in year three. I was somewhat prepared to, to leave my job, but not fully. And what I found was that um, I have done a lot of work on knowing what my priorities are, what my core values are, you know, all of those things and trying to live by those every single day. And integrity is a big one of my core values. And I just felt like I couldn't in good faith help teachers through this brand new situation that they were in and help them with burnout when I wasn't physically in the classroom doing any of the things or dealing with any of the things that they were dealing with. And so I had to take a step back and say, okay, I have this business. I have this foundation. What am I teaching these women and who else could use those skills? Who else could I be helping? And so I just went ahead and I got my life coach certification just because I felt like that was a good next step. And after that, then it just kind of I narrowed it down and got really niche down to where now I work primarily with women entrepreneurs and we work on some of the same skills that I was working with with teachers. But now I just I have a whole new audience and clientele. And that's kind of how I got where I'm at. (laughs) 
Wow. And that's just so crazy, too, that one, like, they really didn't care much about, like, the mental health part. But two, like, how did you feel, like, basically be given an ultimatum? It's like, it's either school or your business. Like, how did that, like, make you feel? And then post, you know, making that decision, do you feel like God really just, like, made the steps available for you to get into life coaching? Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's that's one of the things that I have really been able to pinpoint was, I knew back in March when school shut down that I did not want to go back another year. But I also knew that we were not really in the position for me to just walk away. You know, communication wise with my husband, financially, we just really wanted to have a much more solid foundation before I walked away. And I prayed and prayed that I would not have to go back to the classroom. And then that presented itself. And I was like, oh my gosh, his plans are so much bigger than mine. And I could not have, you know, I was willing, I was going to go back and I was going to do the work, but it would not have been a good year for me, my students, my family, anyone, because I just knew that my heart wasn't there anymore, that it was somewhere else. And I have always wanted to own my own business. Um, I grew up, my dad has his own business, but he never gave up his full-time job. So he is still working his full-time job running a full-time business on on the side. I put that in air quotes, but <laughs> I watched him build it from the ground up and he invented something though. And so I just all of a sudden, like in my mind, that's what I would have to do to own my own business. So I was like, well, you know, I don't have any really super ideas or things that haven't done been done before. And so when the teacher's resource, you know, website came up and I teachers were blogging and doing all of that, I was like, this must be this must be what my true destiny is. Like this must be my purpose in life. (laughs) And then God laughed and told me otherwise, but (laughs) you know, it was one of those things where every step of my journey all leads back to exactly where I'm at now. I can communicate the way I do with my clients and I can teach the way that I do and I can speak the way that I can because I have that education background and I know how to meet people exactly where they're at. I can hold a workshop with 12 people there and I can differentiate it on the spot without having any prior knowledge of the women that are attending it because I did that all day, every day in a classroom. And so I just look back and think, gosh, every single step of my journey has led me to this point. And so none of it was, you know, my husband really struggled with that. Like you have your master's in education and you're going to walk away. You know, you've only been doing this for nine years. And I was like, but I always knew going into it that this wasn't going to be my forever thing. I just felt it in my heart that it wasn't. And so, yeah, it's been a really, really interesting journey. But I definitely feel like God has laid the groundwork for all of the things that have, have happened in recent years. Well, my whole life. Wow. Wow. That is so amazing. Now, one thing that you talk about quite a bit on your podcast and also on your Instagram is goal setting. So talk to us a little bit about goal setting and like what makes you passionate about it. Oh, I, I was an athlete all through my childhood and into college and I never had coaches that had a set goals. You know, it was the goal was always to just make it to the state tournament or whatever it was or to win. That was the goal, you know, and I look back on my experiences as an athlete and I'm like, gosh, no one ever taught me how to actually set a goal, one that was attainable, one that I could actually achieve. And I just got really tired of having all of these big ideas in my head. 
and not ever really knowing how to get there or what to do to actually make them come alive. And we see vision boards and manifesting and doing all these things. And none of that ever felt right to me. And I could never figure out what it was. And it was because I knew that having that vision board and having all of the, you know, that dream house or, you know, this amount of money in my savings account or a retirement fund or this or that, you know, all these things that you put on your vision board, those were all just thoughts without the action behind them. And so I started really diving into what does it take to be like a goal getter? Like a you set the goals and you don't just set them, you actually go out and you achieve them. And we always have this narrative, or at least I did, where I would tell myself, well, it was because of this, you know, life was crazy. I was having kids or I was, you know, going through this or this happened or, you know, the world shut down or whatever it was. And I was really good at making those excuses for why I never reached my goals. And finally, I came, it just came to me one day where I was like, there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way to actually make these things happen. It can't just be certain special people that reach their goals. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, if a mom, for instance, wanted to go ahead and like uh, start a goal, right? And set a goal, maybe like starting a business or losing weight, whatever that would look like, but we'll use a business one as an example. Um, What would that look like? What steps would she need to take? Like, what is your like goal setting framework, so to speak? Absolutely. So the very first thing that I teach all of my clients is my VIP method. And the whole reason behind it is because we really want to know who you are, what lights you up, what makes you, you, and what you have to offer this world. Like who did God make you to be and what's your purpose here and how can you steward that in your everyday life? And so by breaking down um, your values and your priorities, that's the V and the P in the scenario, that is the very first step. So like I talked about earlier, um, integrity is one of my values. And I have a whole workbook that my clients walk through for identifying it, but you can Google and there'll be lists and lists of different key values. The key to this though is only having like five. There's lots of words that we want to embody, kindness and compassion and all of these things. But when you start looking at this big list of words, we have to figure out what are your core values? What are the ones? So it's kind of like an umbrella of values. So you have, you know, 30 words that you've circled on this paper that you're like, yes, these are the things I want to be. But there's almost always a core word that those other values fit underneath. So for like me, integrity is one of them. So honesty is not one of my core values because for me, if I'm having integrity, I'm being honest, I'm showing up as myself, I'm being authentic, I'm doing all of those other things. And so those fit underneath there. And so that's the very first step is just really identifying those pieces about yourself. Because when you get ready to start a business or to start a goal, you need to do something that's going to light you up because you're not always going to be motivated to keep going. And so when you set that goal, you're excited right away. You know, it's like the beginning of the year by like the second Friday or third Friday of January, 80% of people have given up on their new year's goals, (laughs) you know, and it's because the motivation is gone then. And then you have to rely on your grit 
and your perseverance and, you know, digging deep within and showing up even when you don't want to show up. And so that's a lot easier to do when your goal aligns with those core values that you have. And then the next piece of it is setting your intention then knowing that you didn't just think of this goal and you're like, yeah, I'd be awesome if I met it, but actually waking up every day and setting your intention for that goal. So, you know, like you said, if it's a weight loss goal or if it's a business goal. So the first thing you might need to do is research, you know, how do I even start a business in my state? You know, so you wake up that day and that's just your intention. I'm going to figure out exactly what I need to do to even start a business, or I'm going to research what kind of business I would even like to start. You know, it's just setting that intention every day to take one step and move one foot in front of the other and keep moving towards your goal. Um, Smart goals are huge for people where they're, you know, (laughs) you set your goal and they have to be achievable and they have to be time bound and, you know, all these things. But for me, I don't always know what a logical time frame would be, you know? And so by waking up and setting that intention, I know that this is my must do today. And if I get this done, that was a step forward. And that gets me one step closer to, to my goal. And there's a whole bunch of other things that, you know, I can teach that we won't get into that, you know, will help you actually get there. But then knowing your priorities is the other thing. So this is a story that I really like to share when we talk about priorities, because we all want to do right by our church, by our family, by, you know, all the things. And when back to that pandemic, that was when all the things happened, apparently our church um, is small and we decided that, well, we needed a way to broadcast our, our services so that everybody could, could still worship from their houses. And my background, my master's is actually in tech education. So I, the church called me up and they were like, Hey, can you, can you help us out with this? Can you do this? Yeah, sure. And then before I knew it, they were paying me and it was like a job on top of teaching, on top of running my business, on top of doing all these things. And eventually I had to get back to my priorities. What's my priority right now? And it was my family. It was my spirituality, but it wasn't necessarily continuing to be that person at the church. I got them started. So now let me train some other people and bring them in because I knew that being the tech person at church wasn't a priority to me. Yes, I was capable of doing it and it was helpful. I knew that I needed to walk away in that moment. So I trained other people on how to do it. And now they rotate when there's something big and they really need help. They know they can call and I will be there and I will help them with it. But I also knew that I couldn't keep giving all of my time to now doing the newsletter and the bulletin and the slides every week for church and then showing up every Sunday and running the technology. I couldn't do that and scale my business. And at that point, I'd left my teaching job. Like my business had to grow. (laughs) And it was just one of those moments where it was like, aha, yes, I could do that. And I could have seen that as a path that God wanted me to be on. But at the same time, it wasn't fulfilling that pull on my heart to build my own business and impact the world in an even bigger way. And so it was just one of those moments where I had to really look at what my priorities were for me, my family, and my my spirituality and 
doing all those things that the church was actually taking away from my spirituality in other ways, because I was starting to resent having to do this stuff all the time and being at church all the time and doing this and doing that and being the person everybody was calling. And I was just ready to be with done with church in general. And that was when I knew that, okay, I got it. I have to go back to my priorities. So knowing, you know, all of those things about myself, I was able to get back on track with my goals. And so if you're looking to start a new goal, really get specific about what your core values are, who and what your priorities are going to be in this season of your life, because they're going to be different in every season. And then set the intention every day that you wake up that you're going to just even do a little bit. You don't have to go all out. You don't have to lose the 50 pounds in two months. You don't have to make six figures or $100,000 in the first year of your business. Like I lost money in my business the first three years I was in business. Like it's just how it goes sometimes, you know, and you just have to keep moving forward and taking those steps and pivoting when when God tells you to pivot. (laughs) Wow. Like, this is just so helpful. Even I'm like over here, like nodding my head. Yes. Cause I'm like, this is exactly what I'm going through. I need to go ahead and do this and this and this, and I need to be clear on my intentions. Wow. Like that was so good. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Literally. I already know my audience is going to just absolutely love this because getting intentional about your goals. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. (laughs) So if you were to give a mom one last piece of advice, whether that be goal setting or just in general, what would that be? Absolutely. So I actually just worked through this um, with a client this week and she was really struggling. She owns her own business. She's got four kids who are adults and a couple of them are going through things that she's trying to navigate with them. She's trying to lose weight and be healthy and do all this stuff. She's trying to pass a test for a certification. She's got all these things going on. It's life. And we look at and we think, we must be the only ones going through all these things. Like that person over there definitely doesn't have everything going on that I have going on. But in reality, we all have things going on. So what I told her was to pick that one priority area. What's the one thing that's going to make the biggest difference in your life right now? And that needs to be the center of your your little mind map that we're going to make here. And so she put her business because she has to pass this certification to keep going, to keep her business going. So that's in the center. And then what are all the other priorities that you have? You know, your family, your spirituality, your health, all of those things are priorities, but those cause stress and take away from that, that main priority that we're working on. So pick the one thing that's going to make the biggest difference in your life right now. And then it's going to be uncomfortable, but then you've got to learn to take away the stresses in those other areas. So deal with things head on, you know, she's going to deal with something that her son's going through. She's going to work with him on that this week, because that's a priority that's taking away from her being able to study and focus on her test. So that was the thing this week that needed to, she knows she needs to work out four or five times a week to be healthy. Super. But right now that wasn't her main goal for this week. Her main goal was to get all of that stress that's bundled up in that happy little basket of a family, (laughs) you know, get that taken care of. And so don't be afraid to, really scale down all the things you're working on. You know, is it awesome to be healthy and to be consistent and to do all these things? 100%. But if you're really in a place where you're feeling overwhelmed or you've got a lot going on, focus on just one area and 
align the other things with that area? What do I need to do here to make this part of my life successful and build on that? And then as you take care of the different pieces, the momentum will build and then things will start to fall into place. And then before you know it, you're like, wow, I've got a lot going on, but I no longer feel overwhelmed and I no longer feel stressed. And it's because you've learned to manage them in the same time. You know, you're no longer trying to divide yourself and conquer. You're learning to pick your battles and what needs to be a priority over the next thing. I love that. Marissa, thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast. This conversation has been so incredibly fruitful. I cannot wait to see how this episode is going to change mama's lives. Now, where can people go ahead and connect with you and work with you? Let us know. Yes, absolutely. So I love Instagram. I hang out on there all the time. Reels are like my jam. So come check out the crazy whatever we've come up with for reels. (laughs) Um, You can find me at lifecoach underscore Marissa. And my website's marissarader.com. Come hang out there. (laughs) Got lots of info on the blog. So if you're like, dang, I need more. The blog is definitely the place to go. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Thank you so, so much for coming on. And yeah, guys, until next time, I'll chat with you soon. All right, bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Hardy Homemaker podcast. For resources and materials, head over to hardyhomemaker.com. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to screenshot it, share it on your stories on Instagram, and tag me at Hardy Homemaker so I can personally thank you for tuning in. If you feel called to, share the episode with a friend or leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. As always, praying for you, your family, and your business. Until next time, I'll chat with you soon.